Welcome to the Eventful Entrepreneur. My name's Dodge. I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years and thrown thousands of parties across the UK. And I'm also the owner of the Bournemouth Sevens Festival. Everyone who knows me knows I love people, having a laugh <laughs> and asking lots of questions. So I've been chatting to people with one thing in common. They've all lived eventful lives. This week, I'm delving into the eventful life of the UK's most hated sales trainer, Benjamin Dennehy. With his Donald Trump-inspired persona, Benjamin has a unique approach that turns sales on its head and is shockingly blunt about the failings of most sales professionals out there. He's a master of sidestepping gatekeepers. He's a breath of fresh air and is full of practical tips and tactics to open doors. Whether you're in sales or not, this chat's full of gems and I think you're going to really like this one. If you want to hear more like this, do us a favour and subscribe and leave a cheeky review if you fancy it. And if you want to get hold of me personally, you can get me on Dodge Woodall on Instagram. I reply to every message. Here he is, the man himself, Mr. Benjamin Dennehy. Benjamin, welcome to the show, mate. Thanks for having me on, Dodge. It's uh, it's a privilege to be here. Thank yeah, you. mate. And we're up the road as well, which is cracking. Yeah, literally yeah. five minutes. Amazing, yeah. amazing. I've seen you everywhere all on the internet, which is which is great. But let's uh, let's roll all the way back. Yes. Where are you originally from, and how did you become the UK's yeah. most hated sales trainer? Right, so I'm from New Zealand. You can tell by the accent, which I've been here 20 years though, but it doesn't seem to okay. dissipate. Although most of my friends are still Kiwis, and we all went to university and lived together, and that now all over here and yeah. married. So we, I think it's just constantly reinforced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I've been in England 20 years. Came December '99. Wanted to be here for the turn of the, the century. Yeah, yeah. But I, I read law and history at university. Qualified as a uh, barrister. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. I was meant to be a criminal defence lawyer. That was going to be my oh, plan. Wow. That'd been interesting. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, figured out pretty quickly I don't have a personality for law, though. <laughs> uh, too rebellious <laughs> yeah, a child. I was say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very very good at humbling myself. <laughs> so um, I did the OE, as it's called, the big overseas experience, and I came to England, first place you go, um, and ended up working in... If you were here in the 2000s, anyone in a pub... Was a Kiwi and Aussie or a right. South African? That's right. Yeah, and I, we, I grew up in pubs, and all our staff are Kiwis, Safas, and Aussies. Yeah, mm. so it was easy to get work. It was all living, cash in hand, yeah. uh, free liquor. Tech, yeah. not technically, but there was a lot of free booze. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for three years, and then I thought I've got to go home. Where you live in London? In London, I did in London. I did it in um, Southampton. I went to Jersey, Oxford, Cambridge. Okay, so you just went all over. Bounce around from pub mm. to pub, save up money. You used to go to the church on the Sunday on the old yes. day. Yes, day. Um, my my best mate runs Kiwis in London. Okay, we were at school together. We known each other since we were children. So Clint Heine and he's good friends. I can't remember his name. It's bad. Who owns the church? The church. His yeah, he's a pal of mine. What's that? Yeah, what's his name? That's God, terrible. he's gone back to New Zealand now. Yeah, but the church was in. It was in. Bagley's nightclub in King's Cross on a Sunday from 11am to 4pm yeah. there'd be two and a half thousand Kiwi Saffirs yeah. and Aussies your little all, bag of booze little bag of booze everyone was on the piss yeah, for, yeah. for those oh, five yeah. hours wasn't it, it was so, so there's that also Russell the, his name's Russell Russell, Russell, Russell. Fielding yeah, we can edit out the first bit yeah mate the, Russell, Russell Fielding, Fielding yeah. yeah so he was at Clint's wedding we were in Poland so I know Russell so um so being sort of in that circle so anyway um I went home and after six months of being in New Zealand, I just thought, I can't live here. Yeah. Just all the sights and sounds of London and the world. It's like, I can't, I can't do it. Slow, isn't and it? Like, keep, isn't, yeah. It's like, well, what do I do? It's like, well, I guess go back to England. And then, mm. so I thought, well, I'll see if I could be a lawyer in England. 
I could, but they wanted me to do more study and mm. all of this stuff. So I, I did what anyone... What year are we talking now? So this would be 2003. Three, okay. Yeah, four. Yep. Yeah, so around then. Um, and so I had to get a job. Just after England won the World Cup. Throw yeah, that in there. That's it. Yeah, Carry yeah, on. With a drop kick. Carry on. <laughs> yes, I remember. And uh, so, yes. So um, I had to get a job. And I thought, what is a guy that's reasonably competent at communicating... And educated, what can I do? Mm. I have no transferable skills, really, as a mm. lawyer. Um, so I fell into sales. Sales. That's it, right? Yeah. And it started in recruitment, ironically. Mm. And recruitment, I didn't know, because I went for the interview, and the, the lady said to me, do you know what recruitment is? I said, not really. She goes, you should figure that out. If you find, Go away and find that out. So I went back to it. She said, it's sales. All we're in is sales. This yeah. is a sales business. I said, oh, well, it can't be that hard, mm. right? So I started in recruitment. I set a company record, though. In the first six months, I didn't recruit a single person. I was crap. <laughs> it's true. Love Absol your honesty. Absolutely awful at it, right? I was given a week's notice. So just break down, break down recruitment for the listeners. Recru People are looking for jobs. You're trying to find someone a job. The company you're working for will charge that company what percent of the it's salary? Ranging from 15 up to whatever. Well, not 100, obviously, yeah. but yeah, 40, 50. So if someone's on 100 grand... You found them a hundred grand job. Job, job. Your company will probably get thirty percent. Wow! In one hit, in one hit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's a lot of money in it. Yeah. A lot of money in recruitment. Um. So yeah, that's that's where I cut my teeth. Mm. And I was given a week's notice. I was basically told, Benjamin, you suck. Yeah. You've got a week. Yeah. And this was on a Friday. So I went to the pub and I thought, what the hell do I do? Get on the smash. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> Drown my sorrows. sorrows yeah. So I went back in the next week and I thought, well, all I'll do is I'll just hit the phones hard because all they wanted was meetings to get in front of companies to get jobs. Mm. That's all. So I had a really good week of getting appointments. And my stay of, I had a stay of execution. The director said, look, Benjamin, we weren't going to have your meeting on Friday. Let's do it next Friday. But I want you to do again next week what you've done this week. Okay. So I did it again. I got a load of meetings. And so um, he said, I'll tell you what, i got a new job for you. You're not going to do recruitment because you're crap at it. Mm. But what you are good at is kicking down doors and getting in front of people, which mm. is a rare skill. So I was the only person doing just business development prospecting. Yeah. And then ironically, I ended up getting poached by another company that specialised in doing that for advertising agencies. Yeah. So into my world, into the world of marketing and advertising in London. So I was working in Hoban. And, oh, God, the guy I worked with was a, was a complete shyster. Yeah. I've never met anyone. What's his name? I won't say. Come on. <laughs> no, no, no. Give no. me his last name. He'll know if he ever sees Give me his last no, name. No, 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 no. I don't want to get sued. <laughs> and so anyway, but I, th this is a man that you saw would take the staple out of a contract and add a new page, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. I mean, dodgy stuff. And he'd yeah. lie his ass off to the prospect. Yeah. So anyway, I started working for this guy and my job was to get appointments for advertising agencies, brand managers, brand directors. I didn't know anything about marketing or advertising. Mm. Um, weren't given any training, so I just hit the phones. And in my first month, I set like fourteen appointments or something. So that was your goal to get on the door, get on the phone, and, and say, "I'm going to create appointments from the company that I'm employed for." The, yeah, that's okay. It. So the advertising agency would pay my company two and a half, three grand a month yep. for four appointments, and they wanted to meet four in marketing directors, okay. or four brand directors. My job was to get those appointments. Yep. If I got those, I got paid a commission per meeting, yep. but I was paid a basic salary as well. Yep. The company made all the money. How much salary back then? I was on 20K. Okay. And it was 50 quid for every appointment you set that got attended. 
got attended. Attended. Okay, so you could set up an appointment. No one turn up. You don't get your commission. You don't get your commission. Okay. Yeah. So the client had to go. Yeah. So if they went, you got fifty quid. So you got ten meetings a month. That's another five hundred, yeah. which back then seemed like a real lot of yeah. money. Yeah. So, so that's what I would be doing. Setting up these appointments. Um, and I was, I was good at it. And then after a while, I thought, why am I working for this joker? Why don't I just go direct yeah. to advertising agencies and offer them a similar service, double my income, but say I'll work from your office and I'll come and spend two days a week in your office phoning. Yeah. You can hear me and watch yeah. me and listen. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I was doing that for like eight years. So that was that was your breakthrough. I need to go solo. Yeah, go solo. 2006, okay. I went solo. Good for you, mate. Yeah. Scariest moment of my life, but... Um, I've never looked back now. Yeah. I've been on my own now, yeah, 15 years. Mm. So did that. It did well out of it. It was mm. fine. Yeah. But after a while, I thought, oh, I'm just going to be doing this to the day I die. What was your skill set? Well, I used to. I call it the stun grenade mm. approach. I had a very good way of getting people to engage with me, and I didn't know why I was good. And this is why. This is how I got into sales training, because mm. one of my clients said, you're very, very good at what you do. He goes, why are you good? I said, I don't know. Don't know, yeah. He goes, well, if you can figure that out, mm. you'll make a lot of money because mm. you'll be able to show people. Yeah. So that started me on the journey of figuring out how to, how to sell. But what I realized is, again, doing it naturally, is the more I struggled, the more people helped me. I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know the psychology behind that. The more you struggled, struggled. the more people would help you. Help me. Okay. And the more they helped me, the more I got out of them. The more I got out of them. The more you learned. The more I learned. Yeah. The more be- so I put on fake stutters. Yeah. You know, no one hangs up on a guy with a stutter, right? That's just rude. So I used to do all these. Yeah, yeah I know. I had to stop because I was doing it all the time. We're starting to start to. Impede. You put a lot of set of fake teeth into. No, I should have. So this is what I do, and I'd be upfront and honest with people. Yeah. Very different. I said, look, I'm going to be upfront with you. Uh, I've never done this before. My boss has asked me to see if I can get in front of your marketing director. Uh, then I put some stuttering in. He couldn't put me through, and, and it just worked. And I didn't know why. And then I was—I I met a really cool sales trainer, a guy called Marcus Kalki, and he taught me a lot of psychology. And I just said, I'm going to master this. You're going to own it. That's it. Just yeah. own it. And if I get really good at certain techniques, understanding psychology, and um, making it my own, making it your own personality, and being mm. tough. And I discovered very quickly the art, to me, and again, anyone can have their yeah. own opinion on this, but for me, it's the key is disqualifying really hard. So I spend my life trying to tell people not to use me. Okay. Literally get and rid of Hence people. the name. Yes. UK's most hated, hated sales trainer. Yeah. Which is a double double psychology. You know, it's a double whammy, is, really, isn't it? It is. Everything I do is choreographed. Yeah. It's all done for a purpose. So I came up with the name because it was a motivational speaker called Brad Burton. Mm. He's a I know Brad. You know Brad? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I know Brad. He lives in Cornwall now. From Manchester. Somerset. Somerset, that's where Somerset, he is. Somerset, yeah. yes. Good lad, Brad. He is good. Yeah. Um, you trained with him. I went on one of his boot camps. So me and Brad have done some events together. I, I saw him six weeks ago. Okay. We had, we had uh, dinner. We were both at doing separate things up north. He's had a, he's had a life. I know. An eventful life. In he fact, I want to get Brad on, in fact. Oh, yeah, 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 dude. Yeah. Uh, he's a great guy. So Brad said he saw me speak at an event and he made a beeline for me and said, you've got something. Yeah. He goes, but you need to create a brand. You yeah. need to create your own. Is it, did he advise you, did mm, he? It was him. Brilliant. And I said, well, how did you become the number one motivational speaker? He goes, read my book. I think he said, page 26. Yeah. Yeah. And it, he just, I made it up. Yeah. That was it. I made yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay. So I started off, and Brad will remember, this is the early days. I originally started marketing about a UK second best motivational speaker. <laughs> 
Is that what you did? Second best. And you told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quality. And so when people, and I, I use it as a joke, people say, well, why don't you to be first? It's yeah. like, I can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was all Quality. a bit of a play. But I'm not a motivational speaker, so that was a short-lived thing, but yeah. it got me on the journey. And then I thought, no, no, I'm in sales. I'm not a motivational speaker. So I went, I looked at Google, not Google, LinkedIn. And what does everyone on LinkedIn call themselves if they're experts in sales? Expert, guru, guru. leader, oh, professional, yeah. number one, the yeah. best, top performer. Yeah. And I thought, everyone wants to be loved. Yeah. No one wants to be hated. Yeah. So, so I'll take it. That space, as Brad said, find a space, plant your flag. So you've turned it on its head. So I've turned it on it and yeah. I've become the most hated, which means I can be my natural blunt Antipodean style. I can say what I want. It stands out. I've had so many marketers say, your branding's brilliant. Mm. How did you come? You know, I just made it up. Literally, by doing the opposite. And I spend my life teaching people to do the opposite yeah. of what you're always trained to do. Yeah. So... Is that hence the, the the outfit you got here, like sort of the Donald Trump esque yeah. outfit with the red Trump cap? Trump came the, along and it was like, oh my god, oh I'm nicking that hat. <laughs> Make salesmen great again. Delivering salesmen, the number of yeah. people that come, it would be salespeople. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, salesmen. So yeah, it's all designed because uh, there's a lot of noise out there. You got to stand out. Agree. Um, so that stood me out, and then of course I was chipping away for years on LinkedIn, um, but obviously I wasn't not known, and then life. There's no such thing as luck. It's preparation and opportunity Agree. coming together. So all the years of preparation and opportunity came together in 2019, I guess. A video of me making a cold call went viral. So I was, I was on a podcast like this yeah. with three guys on a couch, and they yeah. said, Benjamin, we want you to make a... Uh, Hold on a minute. You're on a couch. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, Not one it, of those. it sounds really dodgy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so they said, we want they, in, they were interviewing me like this. And they said, well, you don't know this, but we want, we want you to make a phone call for us live. Brilliant. And I said, oh, it was Friday afternoon before a bank holiday. And I said, uh, I said, okay, but on one condition, you've, I need a mobile number of an MD. I said, otherwise, nothing's going to happen. Mm. So do you have that? And one of them said, yeah, yeah, i got to go on my phone. Mm. Multimillionaire, owns a couple of companies. Phone this guy. So, all right, fine. <laughs> and so that video is just me doing it. And mm. I get the appointment. But everyone was amazed at how I did it. Mm. The way I spoke to him, the words, how I just went in there and said, I'll be up front. This is a sales school. So do you want to hang up? Or let me have 30 seconds. What do you want to do? Brilliant. And a guy said, well, no, no, you can have 30 seconds. And I just do my thing and um, ended up getting an appointment. So that video went out. And then I met another great guy called Mike Winnett. I know Mike, yeah. Up north. Up yeah. Warrington. Warrington. Kicked yeah. off of LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Was he kicked off? Was he banned for life. For? Oh, doing the whole entrepreneur thing. Uh, no, no. something. Stu he made some comment on a post. Um, and he just got kicked off. But I, we think powers that be, yeah, I okay. suspect. Oh, okay. Because he always goes after big players. Big names, doesn't he? Yeah. So anyway, so... Um, just big up Mike Winnett there because he's, he's done some brilliant content. I wouldn't mind getting Mike on the show as well. Yeah. Because he's done some amazing content on entrepreneurs worldwide who are telling porkies. Yes. And so he and does... And basically showing them up. He does a, everything, yeah. Mm. So he... Uh, so he made his million. He's a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. he sold his yeah. company, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he sold his company. Him and his partner for $8 million or something, yeah. I think it was. They're yeah. both millionaires. Yeah. So they decided to do what Guru said to make money. And if it worked, they'd say do it. If yeah. it didn't work, so they put their own money in. That's right. Using these investment schemes. Yeah. And, and go into these shows where the yeah. gurus are talking to you and you're thinking, wow, wow, wow. And at the end, they want five grand off you or 10 grand off you. And yeah. everyone's there with a credit card getting... Bullied into it, I guess. Yeah, or, yeah. buying into it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. so, yeah, so Mike won it. So, yeah, anyone listening, go YouTube, Contrepreneur. Yeah. 
He's definitely worth watching. And he's on Substack, which we're going to talk about yeah. later. He's the one guy that got me into that. Okay. So we did an interview as well like this. Mm. And again, so those two videos came out about four weeks apart. Yeah. But the combination of the two, suddenly people on LinkedIn suddenly think, this guy's not an idiot. Yeah. He actually can do everything that he's been writing Absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. So from that, the business and the brand and everything has just got... So you're walking the walk. Yeah. So I do everything I teach and I teach everything I do. So I'm not mm. an academic teacher. Mm. There's a lot of sales trainers out there Overcomplicate it. Overcomplicate mm. it. And they can't do what they teach. Yeah. It's all theory. Yeah. It's like, apply that to my world. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, that's you're going to have to. It's like, no. So um, uh, that's why people seem to like me. But yeah. So the UK's that was made up. Just completely made There's no body that measures hatred mm. towards uh, mm. sales traders. Mm. Maybe there should be. Mm. But I said it's made up. Like, you know, protecting women, metropolitan police. Mm. It's a slogan that means nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Mate, that's interesting. Really yeah. interesting because there's not actually a there's not actually a root. You know what I find interesting, Benjamin. Right? Yeah. Is sales? How are salespeople perceived? Awfully. And why is that? Because they're awful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what awful at what they do, or just yeah. awful the way they well, present no themselves? One, no one's ever taught how to sell. No one's ever taught the fundamental. Well, they're not at school. You're not. No, no one's taught. Everyone's, not. everyone knows how to buy stuff. Yeah. No one knows how to sell stuff. And that's it. Once you figure out and understand how people buy, yeah. That it becomes easy to sell to them. Yeah. But we, and the problem a salesperson had, this is why I had the cat made, it's an allegory. What does it say on the cat? Make salesman great again. Yeah. yeah. And underneath the hat is a buyer. So salespeople go into it and they stick a hat on it says salesman, but underneath is a buyer. Yeah. So when a prospect says to you, I need to think it over, this little voice says, Yeah, I would too. Yeah. When they say it's expensive, this voice goes, It is expensive. Yeah. So they end up empathizing with the person they're selling to. Mm. So they're not a professional. So like a lawyer or a surgeon, I always use the two. A lawyer has no dog in the fight. He doesn't care if he wins he's still or loses paid. his case. Still, as long as he's not negligent, yeah. if he does his job well, whatever yeah. the outcome is, is yeah. it's not my fault. You were guilty. The facts were against us. Yeah. It was never going to go our way. Yeah. But I did my job well. I still get paid. And if you go to prison, I don't care. I move on. Yeah. So they have no attachment to the outcome. Salespeople aren't like, they're all attached. Got to get a meeting, got to get an appointment, got to get a lead, got to get a is deal, that, got to that, get a sale. Is that just for ego? Do they want yes. to be stroke salespeople? Yes. They only went into it because they couldn't get another job other than prostitution that would pay them to meet strangers. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, okay. and, they, and, and they don't even care if they don't sell. As long as they can leave a meeting saying, I think that went really well. I think they liked us. I can't stand the word think, though. Yeah, I, I know. Think, because that's not, you're not going, no. hold on a minute. I had a quality meeting today and they're on board. Yeah. It's, I think, it's fluffy. I know. I think whenever you start a sentence with I think, it means you don't know. Right. Yeah. That's what I think yeah. means. I don't know. It's a guess. Yeah. So how much, what's their budget? I think it's around, no, 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 what is it? What is it? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 why don't you just say I don't know then? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> you can't admit you didn't do your job, which was you should have found that fact out. Yeah. So <laughs> they spend their lives trying to be liked. Every human being is what they call stroke deprived, needs approval. We all need approval, mm. just varying levels. Mm. So an accountant, sitting in an office on his own that works on spreadsheet needs one compliment a month. Mm. Fine. Mm. A celebrity every day, yeah. adulation, look at me. Yeah. So we all have our needs. And salespeople have a high need for approval. Mm. And that's why they put in their CVs, love meeting people. It's like, don't hire anyone that puts love meeting people on their CV. It's a professional visitor. Yeah. They're social workers who are so useless they ended up in sales, mm. which is saying something. That is saying something, isn't it? It is. Is that what you believe? Yeah. Yeah. Failed social workers. And what are your thoughts while we're here? What are your thoughts on estate agents in sa <laughs> in sales? Are they there's like a pecking order? You know, you, a minute ago we said, "Oh, what do you mm. think of salesmen?" And people go, "Oh, salespeople, 
no one really warmed yeah. to them. Is there a pecking order of salespeople in your mind? Yeah, I think at the bottom end would be recruitment and real estate. As in estate agents? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, first of all, estate agents don't really sell anything. I think that's the issue. People buy houses. Yeah. You've just got to get people in front of them. The selling bit, that is the, the skill that they need to develop is the qualification bit. of They want to show the house as few times as possible because that's working. So if I was in real estate, my attitude would be, I don't want to show the bloody house unless a person is actually going to buy it. Mm. Whereas they'll just traipse in as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, and recruiters, because they're constantly badgering people and they all say the same thing. Now, I've worked with both. Yeah. And you can change how they behave. Yeah. But it's, again, getting out of their mindset, we're important, we're special. And that's the other thing, salespeople, they think they're important. What, the salespeople think they're think important? They are. Yeah. And they think what they do is important. But the reality is no one gives a rat's ass about you, your business, or your product. Yeah. So you can't phone someone up or get in front of someone and talk about you. I don't yeah. care. What's yeah. the number one thing everyone loves talking about? Themselves. Mm. So how do you get the prospect talking about themselves in the context of what you fix? Mm. That's a skill. Mm. So the pecking order, yes, uh, recruiter, real estate, currency traders aren't particularly okay. liked, are particularly not? in the phone. Well, they're constantly on the phones too. Yeah. So these are these are salespeople who are constantly prospecting. So that's why they have a worse rep because you hear from them more often. Yeah. And, and if, do you and do you feel like those salespeople are telling porkies along the line, along the way? Most exaggerate or embellish, or they're too positive and upbeat. They're like Tigger on speed, as yeah. I say. <laughs> Like it. Yeah. <laughs> a salesman should be a bit dour. Yeah. A bit like Gordon Brown, a bit miserable. Not happy clappy. Yeah. Yeah. Not not trying to get in front of somebody. So yeah. if somebody says to me, Benjamin, we'd, we'd love to have a chat with you about sales training. I go, why? Why do you need a sales trainer? Mm. No, I'd be happy to have a chat with right, you. Okay. It's, why? Let them. Let them yeah. talk themselves yeah, into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, then yeah. I go, well, because we just think our people could do better. Yeah. I go, what, what does better mean? Mm. I mean, everybody says to me they could do better. What does that mean? Mm. Well, I don't know. I think they need more confidence. Really? I've never met a salesman that lacks confidence. Mm. Are you sure? And then once I get them to think about their problem differently, they start to see me as the expert, mm. the professional. So it's not about being happy and trying to – you can't sell anything to anyone. You can't convince anyone of anything. Mm. Mark Twain said it. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Say that again. A man convinced, convinced against his will is of the same opinion, opinion still. still. Okay. So I could yep. momentarily overwhelm you with facts, figure, and data. You're on a yeah. But the moment you get to decompress when I'm not there, there's no pressure, and you go through, through it again, it, yeah. you think, hang on. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So that means you momentarily convinced a man against his will. Mm. But he hasn't changed his opinion. Mm. So the purpose of selling isn't to convince anyone of any. It's get them to figure out, discover for themselves they need you. Yeah, that's a skill. Yeah, and that means not vomiting. So people say, "What do you do?" I go, oh, "You wouldn't be interested." Yeah, okay. no, no, seriously, no. What do you do? Well, look, there are four areas I can help you: A, B, C, or D. Of those, which do you want to talk about? Yeah, A. Interesting. Why did you pick A? The whole time. So it's all about being inquisitive, questions, inquisitive. and getting into the person's mind, asking. Yeah, mm. I'm a psychiatrist. Mm. They know the problem. They've just got to figure it out for themselves. And I may be the solution. I may not. My job isn't to sell to you. It's to get. It's to find out if you need me. Do you accept you need me? Mm. Do you acknowledge you need to change? And can you afford me? If we mm. get all that, mm. then maybe we'll work together. Yeah. But until you can convince me you need what I have, you can't work with me. Mm. And so it flips the script. Mm. 
And salespeople struggle with that because you're just so grateful to get in front of a human being. Do you feel what are your thoughts on salespeople being on a, a high salary plus a commission? Because in my world, I've never been employed, right? Mm-hmm. And I've sold over 100%. a million tickets yeah. across the last 20 years for all our events. Yeah. And I find it difficult when I see someone wanting a high salary plus commission. Surely, if you really believed in yourself, would you not go in there and go, I don't want a salary, I want high commission. Surely that's a win-win for that salesperson and the owner of the business. Yeah. So it's, it is kind of complicated because obviously if you're really good at something... Mm. I would argue demand a high basic. Why not? It's like a good law. Pay me more for my fees if you really want me. Yeah. And commission. So I don't have an issue with that if you're really good. I think one of the problems is overpaying people that aren't good. Mm. And if you if you pay a salesman who's average enough so that they can get by on their basic, there's mm. no incentive to do anything. Yeah. And starvation is the greatest motivator. Hugely. In sales. I've been 100% commission mm. since I set up on mm. my own. Mm. And I've had some pretty dark days. Mm. Um, but you get up and you want to go and do that 5am run because you're not in silk pyjamas. Because yeah. you are fighting for that pound note. And I've got it, to get there, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I know I'll get there. It'll work. I just, I, if, if I'm not selling, it's because I'm doing something wrong. It's not the prospects wrong. Mm. It's not the products wrong. It's probably me. Mm. So it's a lot of introspection. Most salespeople blame third-party problems. COVID, the economy, Brexit, yeah. wrong time of year, don't have enough money, yeah. competitors are just There's always an excuse. But the uh, I said this just today to someone. The one common denominator in every unsuccessful and unfulfilling relationship is what? Blame. No, you. <laughs> and he said, we get, he goes, the conversation we just had, uh, uh, the way... But isn't been, it excuse? The common thing is people make excuses. Yeah, and it's them. It's always them yeah. making an excuse. Yeah. You are the biggest problem in your life. Yeah. Yeah, we all know that. You've mm. watched enough motivational movies mm. to know that you are the issue. Look yeah. in the mirror if you want to find the problem. Yeah. So most salespeople all act, sound, and behave the same way, so they get treated the same way. Mm. So if you want to be treated differently, you have to act differently. And that takes guts and courage because this, there's this fear inside of you. If you act differently, well, what if they don't respond the way you want them to? Well, mm. then you deal with it. Mm. When I phone up someone and say, do you want to hang up? There's a good chance they may say, yeah, all right, and hang up. I don't cry. I don't say, well, this doesn't work. Yeah. You hung up. Yeah. How many times do they happen? Of a hundred times you say that, maybe two people choose yeah. to hang up. Yeah. I don't discount tape. But I like your chat there because I'm the same. If I want to speak to someone, I go straight to the top person. Yes. You don't want a gatekeeper getting in the way because they're paid in the backside. Straight yeah. to the top person and off you go. You got your Straight to the top. That's what I say. 100%. Even if they don't buy your stuff, yeah. you never get shunted up. You'll always get shunted down. down. Yeah. So you go to the top yeah. and the MD will say, look, I don't buy sales training. You yeah. need to talk to my business development director. Yeah. I go, well, can you put me through? Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let's crack on. Yeah. I'll buzz you through. Now he has to talk to me because the boss sent him. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's again, another sales people phone too low. Mm. And they phone at the level their self-concept and awareness of them lets them. Mm. Yeah, so if you look at a list of job titles and you see CEO, 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 a lot look at it and think, oh, I'm not a CEO. Yeah. What am I going to say to him? He's successful. Yeah. He runs a business. Mm. He's probably got two houses and a boat. Mm. You're just an account manager mm. with a mortgage and a student loan. and It's not even your company. Yeah. So they, they, as the phone's dialing, they're thinking, please don't answer. Please don't yeah. answer. Please don't. And then the guy answers and they sound like a deer. And, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and it's over, right? Yeah. You phone up a decision maker and sound like a loser. It's over. Yeah. 
So it's teaching them to act and sound like a CEO. I'm not a CEO, but on the phone, I can sound like a ball breaker. Yeah. And I get them to respect me on my level. Give me an example. So with gatekeepers. Go on. Uh, to get past a gatekeeper. Uh, it doesn't work all the time. Like I say, nothing I teach is foolproof. But 95% of the time I get past a gatekeeper. As soon as it, one of the things you learn when you're growing up is how to use the phone. Mm. And you introduce yourself and you're polite. No. How do, how do decision makers sound when they phone through to their receptionist? What do they sound like? So you've got to be like that. So as soon as the phone rings, you know, ABC Rachel speaking, there's no hello, hi. I go, can you put me through to bed? No, I've lost my track now. Benjamin's not in the office, is he? And they have to answer because it's a question. Yeah. Every human being's programmed to answer a question. So they say yes, no, he's in a meeting, he's dead, or he's left the company. Those are the five responses. <laughs> so nothing can ever be said that surprises me. Yeah. So if they say no, he's unfortunately he passed on, I go, I had no idea. Well, I'm guessing Roger took over, and I make up a name. Mm. And then they correct me because I get it wrong. Mm. They go, no, no, Brian. I go, oh, of course. I should have realised it was Brian. Yeah. I know why I said Roger. Yeah. Hey, can you tell Brian it's Benjamin? Thanks. And I go, well, what's it about? I go, well, He'll he know. should know. He'll know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a lot of, and so I get put through. So it's a, Benjamin's not in, is he? Uh, yes, can I tell him who's going on? It's Benjamin. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, will he know what it's about? I go, he better. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yeah. He better. Yeah. And then I get put through. Now, if I don't get put through, it's normally because the gatekeeper says, I don't know anyone. Not the gatekeeper. The, the recipient yeah. says, I don't know anyone called Benjamin. So I get the phone call. I'm sorry, Benjamin, he doesn't know what it's about. I go, nor do I. Now they're confused. confused. They go, what, what? You see, now create confusion. <laughs> I say, I don't know. I've just got his name, phone him. Can you find out what it's about? And they go back through, and then now he'll take it or so refuse it. the ball's it. back in their yeah, court. The ball's back. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. So it's all about not chickening out, not being wimpy. But that's hard because that's an act. That's not me. Yeah. I'm yeah. not that guy. So I would only prospect for maybe two hours at a time mm. in a day because it's tiring so to get past them you've got to sound like the person you're trying to get a hold of yeah it won't work all the time but it works a lot but again you've got to be assertive not rude mm. so if you say put me through you won't get through because it's rude yeah so i say tell him it's benjamin and i go well will you know what it's about he better yeah you always get a nervous laughter yeah <laughs> okay one <laughs> moment yeah and then they phone through then yeah. you'll get it and i'll have someone go hello benjamin yeah and i go look you are gonna hate me this is actually a cold call. I, go, oh, I knew it was. <laughs> yeah, but now because you got through, you've you got ice. a bit of respect. Yeah, mate. And some will hang up. You'll get some people, that's outrageous. Yeah. I would never do business with someone like you. Yeah. And they hang up. It's okay. But if you'd done that to me, I would find that funny. Yeah. I'd be like, fair play, mate. Fair play to you. Again, yeah. I've done this hundreds, thousands of times. Yeah. And 95% of people laugh. And I, the responses, I remember one, I was in a room full of people doing it with a room full of recruiters, actually. Get through to the MD of this company. And I did that. And he literally said it exactly like this. He goes, I have never in all my years ever heard anyone start a phone call like that. You've got to be careful here. So I know not to get excited. So I go, you hate it, don't you? Yes, no, I think it's very good. Carry on. <laughs> well, I got a meeting. Yeah, quality. So it's all about react, well, not reacting, it's acting in response to their response. And that's where most salespeople screw up. They don't know how to respond when someone says, well, what do you do? Yeah. I go, what do you mean? I flick it back to them. Yeah. And they go, well, what does your business do? I mean, I don't know what you do. Oh, sorry, my fault. Uh, uh, if I told you we fix the problems I've just mentioned, what would you say? 
See, I still not answered yeah. it. Then they go, well, yeah, I'd be interested. Or they say, no, it's not really for us. Yeah. I go, when you say not for us, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, not so letting them off the hook. I control everything because yeah. the person asking the questions is in control. Mm. The moment you hand over power to them. So it's, it's, it's called Socratic questioning. You mm. answer a question with a question. It doesn't matter what the question is. Benjamin, where are your base? I go, you know what? No one ever asked me that. I go, I'm happy to answer, but can I ask a question before I do? Is my location important? And they go, yes, no, just making chit-chat. You know, I walk in, I didn't do it here because it wasn't you, but I normally get greeted by the, 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 the whoever. And the first question anyone asks you in English society when you get to it happened here is, would you like a drink? Now, if you asked me that, I would have said, are you having one? And if you said no, I would have said no. If yeah. you said yes, I would have said yeah. I go, what do you drink? You say coffee. Even if I hate coffee, I'll have a coffee. Yeah. I can try and mirror you. Yeah. So all these things I do consistently. I dress like an idiot on purpose. Yeah. When I walk in, people look at me and think, this guy can't sell. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I played out everything. UK's most hated sales trend. The reason I use it is because when I meet people, they go, I thought you were going to be a lot horribler. Yeah. So they're expecting one thing and they get something else. Yeah. Everything is designed mm. to make people comfortable with me. Mm. And if someone's comfortable, they'll open up. Mm. And if they open up, I'll get to the truth. Mm. And I can act differently because I take control. Mm. It's ne I'm not there. I know when I get in front of somebody that I'm not here to convince them of anything. They have to convince me why I should help them. I know my stuff works. Yeah. So I'm not here to prove anything. Yeah. You need to demonstrate to me that you need me. Mm. If you can do that, I'll help you. And it's flip selling on its head. So by your title, mm. a CEO of a company, what would make that CEO of a company go, I need to meet this bloke? Because he's flipped it on its head. He's called himself the UK's most hated sales trainer. Mm. I need to meet him because he knows something that we don't. So how I do it, my whole strategy was using LinkedIn, social media and articles. And so when you're marketing yourself, you have to ask, yeah, who are you writing to and what do you want them to do? So that's what you've got to know. Most people just market crap. You've got to know. So I know I'm writing to CEOs and MD. So everything I write is aimed at them. Yeah. And it's how do I catch their attention? Because these guys don't engage. Mm. They don't like things and yeah, yeah, comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just observe. Yeah, Lurkers. Lurkers, yeah, because yeah? they're busy. They don't have time. But lurkers are okay, you yeah. know. That, that's it. Like we're, we're both big on LinkedIn, but lurkers are okay. Yes. Because you know, even if they're not liking it, you're seeing the amount of views you're getting, you know the people are clocking. Mm. And that will pop up maybe two months, maybe even six months, maybe even a year later. Someone go, I've been watching you for a year and I really like your content. Yeah. I like who you are. Let's have a convo. That's exactly the strategy I adopted. Yeah. And so that's that's exactly what they say to me. Yeah. They go, Benjamin, um, I've been following you now for a few months or a couple of years, and everything you say, I can see in my salespeople. So all my posts are about how shitty salespeople are. Yeah. And right? I just attack salespeople. That right? That's all it is. It's how they're losers <laughs> and they're wastes, but it just and I get a lot of people outraged. You can't say yeah, that. Yeah. A lot of salespeople see themselves and say, No, that's me. You do you do you get excited when people outrage? You're thinking, Well, hold on, I've, I've hit a nerve here. This is obviously working because it's only going to spread more. Yeah. And maybe that sales director's looking in going, He's speaking sense here. Yeah, and that's it, and they read it and they say, You describe my salespeople. You describe my people. Every time I read your stuff, I can see my guys. And then they say, so I'd like to have a chat with maybe getting you in. Yeah. And then I go, well, I'm going to have to be convinced you're right for me. I don't just work with anybody. Yeah. You have to convince me. And then you've got to follow my process. And uh, this is it. And so I go in just like a top QC would. Mm. It's like, 
I'm not here just to take on your case. Yeah. I'm good at what I do. You need to convince me why I should work with you. Yeah. And if you don't want to pay my fees, fine. I don't care. Yeah. And don't ask for a discount because there's no such thing. Yeah. Um, Strong, mate. Yes. Strong. And like I'll it. say them. Ask me for a discount. So I can raise it. So before it even gets raised, I, I raise it. You raise it. So because in the back of their mind, they're thinking, if you want ten grand, yeah. I'm going to offer you six, yeah. seven. And you're like, oh, yeah. there's no. And I've walked away. I walked yeah. away from a bit of business because they wanted four k off. I don't know how they came up with this figure, and I said no. And I said, can I ask a question? I said, is this a test? So it's very good. <laughs> so if it, yeah, it breaks the ice yeah. again. And he yeah. goes, no, 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 I'm serious. He goes, we can't do that, but we can do that. Yeah. I go. Um, if I told you the answer is no, what would you say? Mm. He goes, well, I guess. He goes, then I don't think we'd be off to do it. I said, well, that is a shame. Can you see any way around it? No. Okay, well, then I guess, yeah, it's a no because I can't do it. Yeah. Now, two things happen. They either find the money yeah. or they go, fine, let's not do it, mm. in which case I don't mind. And this is it. I'm not worried. Salespeople think if you get money off of someone, you're a salesman. It's not hard to get money. You know, you can mug an old lady, rob a bank. Getting someone to give you money isn't hard. Yeah. Selling is getting your fees on your terms and both parties walking away satisfied. Mm. So McDonald's doesn't sell a damn thing, does mm. it? Mm. It's, mm. may I take your order? Yeah. Everyone at McDonald's is there to place yeah. an order. It is just because it all comes down to emotion. Yeah. People buy emotionally, yeah. justify intellectually. Yeah. So if you don't sell to both parts you'll lose more than you win. So just because someone emotionally wants what you have, I want it, I love it, let's do it, doesn't mean they intellectually can do it, which is time, money, resources, and yeah, time, money, and resources. Yeah. So the problem salespeople have is someone gets excited, said, no, no, we're really very, this is something we want to do, we're really very keen, can we move forwards? And they don't go, hold up, hold up, I, I get you like it, you want it, but can you afford it? Yeah. Can you invest the time? They don't do that because they're hoping that that won't come up. Yeah. That it won't be an issue. So what's... Benjamin, what is your business model? Tell me your business model. You want who are your clients, and oh. how do you cut a deal with the CEO of that company to say, "I will come on board for a month, uh, three months"? H how does it work? So there's a variety of ways I work with companies. Um, you got the ongoing reinforcement. So to change behaviour takes time. Mm. Uh, and what I teach takes time to learn. So I've been working with currency traders for the last nine months just to get them into learning how to do things differently. So that's on a monthly basis. I do boot camps. On a monthly basis in terms of once a month? Once a month. A week a, week a month? No, no, um, so this is three days a month for this particular client. Okay. Three days a month. And you're getting paid at daily rates mm -hmm. to come in. Yeah, so it's a agreed fee yeah. for the whole contract. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite high. Um, and go in and teach them. How much? It depends. Mm. Again, this is a thing with selling. There's no set fee with me. If you're a, if you've got a hundred million pound problem, mm. and you only need to pay ten percent to fix it, I'll take ten percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if the guy down the road with a similar problem is only worth twenty million to him, mm. and he offered ten percent, mm. I'll take two of that. Yeah. So I have no set charter. Okay. And it's funny because the more prospects tell me how much they make, the more my little ticket yeah, starts going. Yeah. Do you yeah. do your homework on what that company's turning over on company's house, et cetera? Or no, I'm very lazy. No, okay. I'm very lazy. Do you sense by the number of staff they've got? You can, by the number business? of salespeople yeah, is a good actually, indicator yeah. Yeah, okay. of how much they're spending. Because you know they're paying them on average at least 30K. Yeah. So, yeah, you can do the math. But mm. no, I do very little research because mm. I like to go on as a blank canvas. No presuppositions or prejudice. Yeah. 
So I can, that way I get to scratch it. So what is it you guys do again exactly? Yeah. Yeah. We do this. Oh, so why do you do that? And da, da, da. Yeah. So people can work with me on ongoing reinforcement, but usually for six months. I don't want to be with an organization for more than six months. Mm. Yeah, because if you haven't got it in six months, you're, you're probably never going to get it, yeah. right? So there's the reinforcement. I do lots of boot camps for individuals. I get a lot of people that want to just brush up on prospecting skills, questioning skills, yeah. handling inbound leads. So I run boot camps, um, which are popular. Mm. And they normally they always fill actually. So those are online. COVID forced me online, which I'd never done mm. prior to COVID. And how much is a boot camp? Well, actually, seeing as we got to the cheesy marketing, I, I, every year I have an annual Christmas sale, yep. which is on December first. Only lasts twenty four hours, so this is three ninety nine. But normally they're seven forty seven mm. per person, mm. so I do discounted. So it's four hundred quid year. for how long? It's four to five hours, depending on the level of interaction. So four to five hours, four hundred quid, five hours of training. One-on-one or all pre-recorded? No, no, it's, it's, so it's live. Okay. So I do everything live. There's normally, On a Zoom? On a Zoom. There's one to many or one to 20 one? people normally. Okay. The beauty of selling is, and this is what I love about it, it doesn't matter what you sell, buyers don't change the way they buy. Yeah. You buy toothpaste the same way you buy a car. Yeah. Emotionally and intellectually. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, so I, 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 toothpaste is a classic example. Do you have the pump or the chew? Uh, I have the pump. Why do you have the pump? Because it stands up straight. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, that's a stupid reason to spend more money on less toothpaste. Is it more expensive? The, mm. the, okay. But but I'm the same. The, I, the pump, you get the same amount every day. It's clean. It's easy. The tube, you've got to fiddle oh, yeah, with it. It slips yeah. around. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. frustrating, right? And it, and it looks ugly on your... There you go. Yeah. Look at This is all emotion. <laughs> yeah. So you buy a tube of toothpaste based on how it makes you feel. Yeah. The fact that it stands up straight makes you feel good. So what's the difference in price, roughly? I don't know. A quid I, to a quid 50? Like you'd pay an extra 50? You probably know? maybe pay... I don't know what it is, but you pay more. Yeah, okay. But you're willing to pay more for less toothpaste because it makes you feel better. Yeah. So we all buy like that. So we buy emotionally, then justify intellectually. You could say, well, I can afford 50p. Yeah. Yes. So that's, and so it's the same. It doesn't matter if you're buying a car, toothpaste, same thing. You see the car, you want it. I like it. It makes me feel good. That's why you drive what you drive. It's got nothing to do with practicality. Yeah. I drive a pickup truck. Mm. I don't need a pickup truck, but I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Is it branded? It's a Ford. No, it's no, not branded. No, with, no, 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 no. I don't drive around. People the don't most read. Hate, the most people don't read hats. I get egged. It's mega. Yeah. You know, no one reads it. So no, I don't. I don't wear this out too much. What are your th- What are your thoughts on these tele sales companies that have got sixty people in a room? Oh, the boiler. Room. Who, yeah. if they've got to learn something on a Sunday night, three thousand words. They come in on a Monday. They're tele sales. They all have to wear a suit. If they don't get the wording right, they get punished because they've got to sing a song in front of the whole yeah. room. <laughs> if they're not selling those telephone systems in the day or haven't made any contacts for a tele- so, telephone system to be sold, they've got to get up and sing a song or they're not allowed to sit down until they've made a... What are your thoughts on all that? Well, I suppose in some ways they may serve a purpose. They're like battery henning, you know. Yeah. It serves a purpose, but it's mm. not pleasant. Mm. So... A lot of big companies like banks use them because it's all about volume. Yeah, so prospecting is a volume game. If you phone it and you've just this treadmill mm. and you do enough volume, you will make sales. Mm. So if it's a volume based model, it works. But most people aren't in the volume based yeah. model. Yeah. Most need to have 
engaging conversations with real decision makers. Mm. So these boiler rooms don't do that. All they do, and they all sound the same. They just phone up, basically beg you to meet them. Yeah. That's essentially what they do. Because Look, we'll just give us 15 minutes. We'll, we'll be in and out. At the end of those 15 minutes, if you don't like what you see, we can leave you there. Yeah. So people say, okay, fine, just to get rid of you. Yeah. Most of the meetings drop out. Yeah. They're cancelled or no-shows because the person was basically badgered into me. The moment they hung up, it's just like bollocks. See you later. Yeah. See you. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah. So getting someone to agree to a meeting where there's no pressure on them or you haven't bullied them into it, again, is a skill. Mm. And that's why people, when they watch my video, say, oh, the last question you ask is the one that I always cringe at. Because the last question I say is, look, before I go, one last question. You're not going to hang up the phone and think, oh, my goodness, I've just booked a meeting with a sales trainer, are you? <laughs> And they all go, no, no, no. Are you sure? Because it's your last chance to bail. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm looking forward to meetings. Yeah. And then they never back out. Brilliant. It sounds like they said, I can't believe you did that. You yeah. had the deal. Why would you risk it? Yeah. Because I'd rather know in that instant moment it's not happening yeah. than have it in my diary, yeah. plan my life around it, and then it not happen. Yeah. Or go back to that mindset of, I think I've got that yeah, deal. I hope. I hope, I think. Hope, yeah. hope is not a sales strategy. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the young kids are going into these battery hens? Because these are 18, 21 year old kids. Yeah. They're getting paid good Top money, but actually, they're actually getting paid good money oh, as, a, yeah. as a basic. But the conditions they're working in, which I keep hearing from people I know around here, mm aren't good and it's only no. when they leave they realize how much stress they were under and anxiety of of learning their words for the next day and making yeah. sure they get so yeah. they've got to stand up and make yeah. look, to look stupid in front of other people now it's a churn model and it churns and spit it's like the porn industry mm. from the outside it kind of looks all right yeah the reality is it's unpleasant yeah. and nasty and seedy and horrible yeah. Yeah. so it churns people out yeah. um it creates awful sales people go because a lot of them then take a lot of bad habits with them and it is boiler room sort of can't just get on the phone, keep saying the script over and over again, and eventually you hit it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but there's no skill in that, mm. and so they're not invested in. And like I say, you end up in sales because you need a job. These yeah. are people that need work. Yeah. So do you think that is the that is the last job someone would pick? Be to be a salesperson, or do you think you know what I'm going to be a salesperson because I know I'm going to get a better salary than the normal bod, and I've also got commission, even though my even though my working conditions aren't exactly what I'm after. I think a lot of people confuse selling with being if you can if you're if you're personable and nice and you can convince people you'll be okay. Mm. No, you can, but, but it's, it's trust, right? It's trust is more important than being liked. That's yeah. one of the one things. That's why I'm always hated. You don't have to be liked to sell. Yeah, you can be a complete tosser yeah and people will still buy from you do you reckon yeah if i come across a tosser and he's trying to sell something to me oh, okay yeah, i'll be like listen mate slightly, do one slightly but, over the egging it there yeah no i mean as in i mean as in you could be not a very nice person doesn't mean in the, the throes yeah of, okay yeah so you're not a complete knobby yeah uh, behaving in a way no if you make people uncomfortable they won't buy from you yeah but you don't have to be a nice person to make people comfortable yeah because what's that old saying people buy from people what are your yeah. thoughts on that well it's a misquote mm. People by people. Mm. They missed the last two words, like them. People by people like them. Like them, okay. So it's not, if people bought people, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. Be the easiest <laughs> thing in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's people. By, so you get two fat guys in a Hawaiian shirt, they're going to sell to each other. Yeah. You get, you get a thin pinstripe stick insect accountant and a big fat guy in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Clash. The odds of them doing yeah. business are remote. Yeah. So people by people like them. So the skill of a salesman is to... Try and mimic their prospect as much as mm. possible. Or 
Whereas I don't. I have a particular style, but I'm able to make people very comfortable very quickly. Mm. And I do that by not acting remotely professional. So I don't look professional. Mm. I don't sound professional. Mm. I don't take a pen to a salesman. Mm. I always borrow one. Mm. No one feels threatened by a man that forgets a pen. Yeah. So it's just learning all these things. And if you make someone comfortable, it doesn't really matter what you're like as a person. Mm. They'll, they'll open up to you. Mm. Uh, but obviously the more you're like someone, the easier it is. So you try and adapt your behavior to them. Mm. So if I'm in front of a managing director, I know they're blue sky thinkers. They're not big on detail. Mm. They just want to know, yeah. can we do this? How much? Uh, how can you make it, it work? Yeah, can you make it work? We'll figure out how the How long detail. will it take? Whereas the finance director is the bean counter yeah. and he wants to know, well, no, I want to specifically see how you're going to do this and what it's going to yeah. look like. So I can, my personality is I'm like that too. Mm. I'm not a detail man. Mm. I'm a quick, fast-paced decision maker, and I do so. Guys that I sell to like that warm to me quickly, and they buy from me. Yeah. But as soon as I get in front of the Poindexter, I have to change my mannerisms. Okay. And so they're going to want more facts, figures, and detail. Yeah. So I have to be prepared to give them a more structured approach yeah. to make them comfortable. Yeah. But you still, yeah. So you've got to adapt to your prospect. Mm. If you just be you on a sales meeting, the odds are you won't sell a heck of a lot because mm. you won't meet you as often as you meet people that aren't like you. Yeah. So it's people by people like them. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, nice. Benjamin, mm. I've really enjoyed this chat. Well, thank you. Where can people find you? I find you fascinating. You know what, what I like about you is you, the cards are on the table. There's no bullshit. You'll say it how it is. You know what works. You've created a wonderful little brand which is mm. only going to get bigger and bigger around the country. Where can people find you? So YouTube, yep. uh, LinkedIn, and my website. It's all UK's most hated sales trainer. Yeah, so you just type into Google you, where you go. You'll find me. Um, and that's it. So, yeah, that's where you'll find me. You And Substack, which we didn't mention. Oh, yeah, Substack. Substack. So Substack, as as you all know, listeners, the big tech companies are becoming more and more censorious. And So know, give me an example. LinkedIn, if you put something bad up there, they'll whip you off. They'll whip you off. Yep. You go into LinkedIn jail, as they call yep. it. You don't know who's accused you or what reason you're just punished. Mm. It's pretty medieval Spanish Inquisition-style mm. stuff. Mm. So um, obviously LinkedIn's a great platform. I'm not going to knock it, but... Um, Substack is another forum which isn't as regulated, so people can write stuff that maybe if you put on to LinkedIn, they yeah. might not approve. Yeah. So I also am on Substack as well. Mm. Um, and there I put special content purely too, because it's behind a paywall as mm. well. Mm. So there's content on there that okay. you won't get that I put on LinkedIn or on YouTube. Yeah. So it's designed to encourage people to speak up. To, to, to speak yeah. up. And um, yeah, so Substack, it's very popular. Gary Linehan, who was just saying, yeah. the guy that writes the IT crowd, he's on it. Uh, a lot of authors, New York Post authors, you know, they all got kicked out because they weren't following the mantra. Yeah. And a lot of New York Post journalists have gone, gone in there. there. Okay. And that's where they generate okay. their content. So it's called Substack. I was introduced to it by Mike Winnett. Mm. And he was banned. It's an American company? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They all are, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know why Silicon. England can't create these <laughs> yeah. platforms. I don't get why they all well, come the numbers, out of America. It? But it is. And yeah. yeah. And they take, well, yeah, I don't know. It's just America. Oh, good, man. Benjamin, thoroughly enjoyed this, mate. I really do You're appreciate welcome. you coming on. Breath of fresh air. Thank you. And um, anyone out there, go and check out Benjamin 100%. He's a top man. Cheers, Dodge. Good man. Take care, mate. Cheers, buddy. Nice one.